0: Hello everyone, and welcome to this Triangles Meditation Group webinar. Today is October 9, 2023. We are so glad to have all of you joining us here today for this work. Those of you who attended last week will have noticed that this Triangles Meditation Group webinar now follows a slightly adapted format. There is a new reflection on the Great Invocation um, in the middle of the webinar, as well as a revised Triangles meditation which has now been moved to the end. We hope that you all enjoy this new format and find that it better supports the core purposes of the webinar, which remain the same. To strengthen and vivify the network, and of course, introduce new members to the work and to support them in the forming of triangles, of new triangles. This webinar is an excellent way to introduce family and friends to the work of triangles, um, those of you who um, may have uh, someone you know uh, that would be interested in the triangle's work, even though it 's a very simple practice, we know that it 's not always so easy to explain this work in a way that communicates its simplicity and also its profound efficacy as a means of planetary service. So we would invite you if you do have someone that you know who you think may be interested in triangles. Um, perhaps consider inviting them to join this webinar. For those who are new and joining us for the first time, welcome. Um, Briefly, I'd like to describe just exactly what Triangles is. Triangles is a service activity which uses the power of thought and prayer to uplift and transform consciousness. Three people agree to link and thought each day and divify that triangular link, and they do so by sounding a world prayer called the Great Invocation. As they sound this prayer, they visualize their triangle within a network of triangles encircle, encircling the planet. This 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 practice is very simple. Members do not need to link up at the same time every day, nor do they need to be in the same location. So if you'd like to form a triangle or to learn more about this service activity, we invite you to place your name in the chat box. Um, that you are looking for a triangle, and hopefully two others um, today will be interested, and in, we can form some triangles here on this webinar. Uh, and if you would just like more information, you can put your email address, and we'll be sure to get in contact with you. So today we have a special guest, John Haran, who I'm sure some of you have seen on the webinar before. Uh, he's been on uh, a regular participant for many years, uh, John Um, frequently shares very insightful comments. Um, but he's never presented. And so we're glad, John, to have you now, um, to share a bit about the theme, polarization and the problem of the pairs of opposites. Uh, just a bit about John. John is a student who lives in Washington, D.C. He has a career in finance and broadcasting in the broader world. He also teaches yoga and meditation in the inner world. He works to build a new culture and civilization based upon right human relations, respect for the Earth, and a sharing economy. So as I said today, John will be speaking on this theme, polarization and the problem of the pairs of opposites. This is a very apt theme not only for Libra, astrologically the constellation in which the Sun currently resides, um, but it's also an apt theme for the triangles, network, generally, which plays a key role in producing the right environment, an environment of goodwill in which the path which leads between the pairs of opposites can be tread. Triangle's members work daily to create and maintain a network of light and goodwill around the planet. And As we know, the purposes of this network are several, um, but one could say perhaps the most consequential or directly consequential for our times, is that this network act as a distributor of the energy of goodwill. Goodwill is a bridging energy. It is a creative energy. And it brings human relationships into alignment with divine intention. It is love and action. And today, more than ever, it is this basic energy of goodwill, this basic energy of love, which is needed to guide humanity down the difficult and narrow path of right action and right relationship. Goodwill guides us between and through the many competing voices, the many competing ideologies in our world today, and gives us a basic spiritual direction as well as a vision of the way forward. This energy of goodwill is circulated through the network of light by Triangle's workers. And it is their innate goodwill, and consecrated intention to the good, as souls, which enables this energy to pour through the network. In more occult terms, the network is the result of the magnetic radiation of the many points of light which comprise it. It is therefore in this sense a network of will and of being. And it is constructed from the livingness of these points of light, which are the triangles workers themselves each of them souls, consciously and deliberately aligned with the good. Triangle's members are those who have responded to what we could call a call of service. And this call of service echoes out from the soul itself. In some ways, the voice of the conscience, you could say. And in responding to this call, Triangle's workers are responding to an innate urge not just to do good, but to lend their little will, their personal will, to a worldwide effort which seeks the spiritual transformation of the planet. And as one gains facility in responding to this call of service, one gradually merges the personal will with what we call the sacrificial will of the soul. The soul, of course, knows, knows no desire for the personal self, only Desires the good of the whole. So, as fusion and alignment of the personal and the soul are achieved, one comes to know this call of service as the reflection of something much greater. This, what we could call an order of service, is a spiritual demand to which the soul itself, on its own level, responds. On the later stages of the path, one learns to obey this order of service to the very point of crucifixion. And it is the employment of the spiritual will to the fullest extent of one's capacity which leads down this straight and narrow path and in fact right to its very end. This end, of course, being only the very beginning of another path known as the higher way. Today, humanity as a whole is just setting its feet on the beginnings of the path of conscious return, we also call the probationary path. Each step forward upon this path is taken in full consciousness and with full freedom of choice. Humanity, therefore, at every step, is choosing whether or not to heed this call and to follow it, or instead to ignore and repress this call, and thereby tread the wide. And easy way. It is this basic, this basic freedom, is fundamental to the right direction and alignment of the personal will with the higher will, which is so essential in its early stages of the path. For it is through the consecration of the will, the divine intention itself, comes to work out through humanity. And it is therefore, given this, it's not surprising that the alignment of the will, essentially what is the possession of the will to good, is um, foundational to the integrity of the triangle's network. This alignment of the will can be as simple as responding to the call of goodwill wherever and however one hears it. Uh, We could also say, on the other hand, it's as difficult as responding to the call of goodwill Whenever and however one hears it. Difficult because to truly respond to this call requires sacrifice. It requires a giving up and a changing of age long habits of selfishness. It requires reversing the terrible pull of materialism seemingly so strong today. And it requires showing love with careful discernment, even in the face of profound difficulty or even at great personal cost. But perhaps most of all, this, um, responding to the call of goodwill, you could say, requires freedom from prejudice, and especially ideological prejudice, a concerted effort, um, to not be blinded by one's own ideas of right and wrong, but rather to see the universal values and principles which are strewn throughout a diversity of viewpoints comprising the entire world of human thinking. This is fundamentally key, this freedom from, from prejudice, is fundamentally key to treading what we call um, in the spiritual traditions of the world, especially in Buddhism, the narrow middle path. And this and the related themes John will speak about shortly But one of the most beautiful things about our Triangle's work is its accessibility. Every sincere man or woman of goodwill who is drawn to the work of subjective service through the power of thought can be a valuable asset to the network if they are willing to engage in the daily work. And certainly this has a transformational effect on the workers themselves. But more importantly, this simple practice strengthens the network which has an effect on every person of goodwill throughout the world. And today there is an overwhelming number of such individuals, many working in positions of power, spanning every nation, every race, and every field of human endeavor. Meditation and prayer are both means by which we can tap into this source of goodwill within ourselves and also become channels through which it can transform not only our own attitudes and outlooks, but by permeating our identities, by permeating our being, it can pour through us to others. And it does so, it pours through us um, through through relationships. And this is really um relationship is is really foundational to this transformational energy of goodwill. For actually the transformative potential of goodwill lies in its power uh not just to be good uh but actually to transform human relationships and so as 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 we can understand it's fundamentally this human relationship at one level or, or another that underlies um our entire social structure you know not not only the psyche of the human being itself but also our entire civilization political economic all the social institutions which which make up uh, human living as we know it Underneath all of that lies this basic principle of relationship. and it is therefore right human relationship, uh, which is key to basically solving all of many's, all of humanity's um, many problems. And the triangles network has a very vital role to play um, to this end. And so, without further ado, I'd like us to proceed with um, our what is now called the reflection on the Great Invocation. Um, so we'll take some time to align, uh, and then proceed with this with this reflection. So we begin by linking in thought as a soul and as a point of love and light with all those people throughout the world who are working as part of the Triangle's service work. Visualize the world situation as best we can and see people everywhere glowing with a dim light and here in their points of brighter light where men and women of spiritual intention and of loving hearts are working for their fellow human beings. And then we visualize through the creative imagination the vivid light of the spiritual kingdom streaming towards humanity and slowly merging with a light which is already in humanity. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. Then ponder now upon the reappearance of the coming world teacher. Realize that no no matter by what name he may be called in the many world religions, he is still the same great identity. Reflect and speculate upon the possible results of his appearance. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. Endeavor to concentrate your fixed intention to serve and to spread love in your surroundings and realize that insofar as you can do these things, you are attempting to blend your personal will with the divine will. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. Sound the Om, dedicating the threefold personality to the working out of the divine plan. Oh. Thank you, everyone. I'd like now to invite John. John, are you there?
1: Yes, I am, Michael.
0: Hi, John. You have the floor. Go ahead.
1: All right. Thank you, friends. Today, we gather and bring our collective intention to address the issue of polarization and the prayers of opposites. Under the keynote of Libra, I choose the way which lies between the two great lines of force. We find ourselves in this time of Libra, symbolized by the scales, when balance is paramount. We've journeyed through the equinox, when every place on earth has the same length of day and night, resulting in a planet half in light, half in darkness—an apt metaphor for our times. This seeming divide is known throughout the world, for who among us is not aware of the polarization occurring in human affairs? Today, we can reflect on polarization and the problems of the pairs of opposites. Yet, as every crisis represents an opportunity, perhaps the problem itself contains the solution. Polarity may be defined as a relation between two opposite attributes or tendencies. This implies a pair of opposites. Polarity also governs electricity the distribution of energy, for, as the Tibetan teaches, it is an electric universe. Matter, as we currently understand it, consists of particles which can have a positive charge, a negative charge, or be neutral in nature, in effect combining both types of energy. Does this not apply to where we find ourselves? The word polarity also means to have two poles, just as the earth has two poles north and south. If we were to draw an imaginary line between the two poles, it is around this line that the earth itself rotates, this axis passing from the north pole, then through the center of the material mass of earth, and finally to the south pole remember that this line goes through the very center of mass. What could be clearer than this to show that matter itself and the resulting materialism makes up the fabric of our lives? The words we use to describe polarity shape our very thoughts. For example, think of how you feel when I say, that was a positive outcome. Then observe your impression when you hear me say, the result was negative. We generally associate the word, the idea of negative, as bad. Yet it is a negatively charged particle, the electron, which both names and circulates the system of electricity. Electron. Electricity. It is an electric universe and both types of force, positive and negative, are needed and both have value. The polarization may also be regarded as a feature of the emergence of a new culture and civilization, embodying the quality described by the Sanskrit term sattva, rhythmic and cyclic appearance. The Tibetan says that Libra, quote, is a governing sign and a major conditioning factor where law, sex, and money are concerned ponder on this. These three, the law, sex, and money, are the concepts, the thought-forms in the news today, which in which humanity faces its dweller on the threshold, that reservoir of unredeemed activity, thoughts, and long-held concepts which prevent our advancement. The astrological symbol for Libra is also the same symbol used for the legal profession. The Scales of Justice. Could you imagine a scale with just one side? Both sides are necessary to determine the point of equilibrium, which we call balance. The Tibetan also writes in Esoteric Astrology, quote, The first aspect of will or power expresses, it expresses itself as the in the sign as law, as legislation legality, justice. The second aspect manifests in the relation between the pairs of opposites, of which the scales are the symbol, and upon the physical plane, shows itself as sex. The third aspect demonstrates as concretized energy, and this we call money. If students will, therefore, make a careful study of these three, law, sex, and money, as they express themselves today, and as they can express themselves in the future, they will have a picture of physical human achievement and of future spiritual expression, which will be instructive and most worthwhile. The Tibetan describes Libra as the sign of balancing, of careful weighing of values, and of achieving the right equilibrium between the pairs of opposites. It might be regarded as the sign in which the first real vision of the path appears, and the goal towards which the disciple must ultimately direct his step. This path is the narrow, razor-edged path, which runs between the pairs of opposites, and which, if it is to be safely trodden, requires the development of a sense of values and the power to utilize rightly the balancing analytical faculty of the mind when we humans collectively make this choice we are to redirect our attention as much as possible from the astral plane where all of us have been polarized for so long and to anchor our focus on the mental plane conducting the energy between the two great lines of force. We had heard in talks recently, given in our triangle meditations, about the Bhagavad Gita, that ancient guidepost for initiates. Initiate. The Tibetan writes, quote, A study of the Bhagavad Gita and of Arjuna's problem when he sat down in despair between the two opposing harmonies will be found most illuminating in connection with Libra, unquote. The Bhagavad Gita is a story taking place on a battlefield, an allegory for the battle within. The hero, Prince Arjuna, is faced with making a difficult choice, which side of his warring family he will support in the war. The tale is a dialogue between Arjuna and Krishna, the charioteer, as the prince struggles in despair to find his way between what appears to be differences he cannot reconcile within himself. In the end, Krishna tells Arjuna he must enter into the battle between good and evil, which the prince does. Another framework to help us navigate the pair of opposites comes from those teachings of the Buddha, referred to as the Great Middle Way. These Eastern texts describe a noble eightfold path leading between two extremes. The middle way directs us to avoid overindulgence in the pleasures of the material world, as the Buddha had himself done in his youth. Yet this teaching also informs us not to deny practical, physical need entirely, as Siddhartha Gautama, the Buddha, himself is said to have refused to take nourishment almost to the point of death, just before attaining enlightenment. Libra can offer its share of confusion as one tries to thread the way between those lines of force. It requires our concentration and our attention to remain poised on that narrow, razor-edged path. We may find that we lose our way for a time before finding it again. The Buddha's teaching advises, neither to the left nor to the right, but straight down the middle. There are some who would criticize us if we do not take a stand on contentious issues of today. For guidance, we have the Bhagavad Gita and Arjuna to remind us that each of us has an obligation, a duty, a dharma to fulfill. It is not the day-to-day arguments and squabbles that we seek to mediate in our group work, but rather we adhere to those underlying principles which will move all of humanity forward. And for this, we need to create that line to fulfill the function of that axis, which connects the astral plane, where most are polarized today, to the mental plane, the plane where the masters can be found. The keynote of Libra is, I choose the way which lies between the two lines of force the choice not to bounce back and forth between extremes, but to revolve, as the earth itself does, around a central line of force between two poles. We can use a similar technique to our triangle's work to anchor and lift up this energy. If for example there is an issue-concept thought-form which has two opposites and tightly held positions, WE CAN VISUALIZE THOSE TWO POSITIONS AS SIDES OF THE BASE OF A TRIANGLE, ALONG THE HORIZONTAL AXIS, OR X-AXIS, IF YOU PREFER THE MATHEMATICAL NOTATION. THEN, WITH YOUR MIND'S EYE, PLACE THE SOUL AT THE APEX, THE HIGHEST POINT, ABOVE THIS LINE. YOU MAY CHOOSE WHATEVER BENEFICENT AND CREATIVE FORCE THAT SUITS YOUR PRACTICE FOR THIS APEX and we can apply the method used in our Triangle's meditation. Visualize light and goodwill flowing into each of the three points of your triangle, circulating around the triangle from point to point, and flowing out through the network and into the hearts and minds of men and women everywhere. From Triangles, How to Do the Work, loses Trust we may then redirect the energy of apparent conflict from back and forth between two points to a higher plane. The energy is put to good purpose, and nothing is wasted. In conclusion, we can reflect upon the Tibetan's words from a treatise on white magic. In relation to the human unit— the secret of liberation lies in the balancing of the forces and the equilibrising of the pairs of opposites. The path on the narrow line between these two pairs, which the aspirant finds and treads, neither to the right nor to the left. And so, the keynote of Libra. Let us choose the way which lies between the two lines of force. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much, John. That was an excellent presentation. Really, uh, really inspiring. And I especially love the way that you described, um, the middle way as a revolution around a central point and that, that point sort of transversing the core, say of like a planet or something or a sphere. So rather than like, you know, the seesaw experience or thinking of like the scales reaching a point of like non-motion when they've balanced, you know you express you you describe that motion as the revolution around a central axis or a central point and that got me thinking i was like well yeah of course it's a much more apt symbol because um because like we know that all things are in motion you know and even even a a sense of spiritual spiritual alignment or a sort of finding of that middle point the equanimous pose or poise however you want to describe it um isn't like a non-motion. It's actually a very dynamic point of tension and it's very energized. It's very invocative. And so that sort of that sort of rotation is uh, just beautiful. So thank you for that. Well, thank uh, you, Michael. So, <laughs> you're welcome. So I just wanted to, at this point, invite the audience um, to share any thoughts. We have about 10 minutes or so. So if you'd like to raise your hand uh, and if you have any questions for John or any thoughts you'd like to share, now is the time to do so. You can raise your hand by going to your reactions button on your Zoom toolbar and then clicking raise hand, and we'll unmute you um, when we can. Uh, if you'd like to, you know, put something in the chat, you can, of course, do that as well, uh, and we'll read it if we have some time. But I see Wendy Boyd already has her hand raised. So, Wendy, I'm just going to go ahead and go to you. Wendy, go ahead.
2: Thank you. Uh Thank you very much. That was such a clear presentation. Um, the information, I think, on the pairs of off- opposites is very relevant and needed right now. Um, I just want to read, this is very brief, but I wrote it today when I was thinking about um, this subject. And also because I've got a lot of family members, <clears throat> excuse me, who are Librans, And although esoteric astrology is really about the soul, it's very interesting to have those people around me and see, try and understand Libra a bit more. But anyway, this is what I, I've written. Um, every battle between the pairs of opposites, has its origin in the battle between the two major pairs of opposites termed the dweller on the threshold and the angel of the presence. Therefore, every battle and struggle undergone daily is an opportunity to move through some aspect of the dweller and thereby clear some personal calm, be it mental, astral or physical, this in turn will make positive contribution to the clearing of the collective karma of the whole and on some level bring our planet closer to becoming sacred. And I know, um, John, that you've really said that already, but it, it's good to synchronize these thoughts and ideas.
1: Wendy, thank you for also including the angel of the presence. Uh, again, you know, sometimes we get so caught up on the negative, the dweller of the threshold, but it's the battles that you talked about, Wendy, that where we transform the dweller into the angel. And that's really the, um oh, I'm trying to think, what do they call those? The medieval alchemy that we're looking for here.
2: Yeah, I mean, the thing is, because I've been trying to understand what this dweller is in tangible form, and of course it's all around, it's happening all the time. Um but it tends to also get negative uh PR because and, and yet, you know, because it's seen as this monster, um, and yet it's actually quite it's quite an advance place to be because um it only becomes active it's always present apparently but it only becomes active on the path of discipleship or whatever you like to call one's own spiritual path and so actually it's a hair's breadth between um the dweller and the angel so to speak so it's actually not as bad as perhaps you know we think it is or i think it is
0: Thank you, Wendy. It's very, very insightful. Um, I'm going to go ahead and move on to Sam.
3: Hello. Hi, Sam. Go ahead. Hello. Uh, wonderful pre- um, presentation. Thank you so much, John and Michael. Um, I, was, I was drawn to think about the equator around the Earth. Well, if it wasn't for both the north, the south, the east and the west, we wouldn't have that centre point in the first place. And it's what makes us a whole. um, And it helps expand our consciousness. And um, practice actually finding harmony through conflict. Um, So, and uh, I mean, recently I've had sort of, I don't normally have nightmares, but I've had a few nightmares recently. But I've always seen them as a benefit because it makes me sit back and find what I have to learn from it. So um, today's presentation was very, very appreciated. Thank you so much, so much to think about, meditate on. So thank you. Great to hear your voice, Sam. Thank you, John. (laughs)
0: Uh, we'll just go ahead and go straight to Bart next. Bart. um, Uh oh. Uh, Bart, I think I may have accidentally lowered your hand. Let me find you. Or maybe you didn't, maybe you changed your mind. Uh, unmute the speaker. You're here. Bart, we can hear you. Oh, now you're muted again. Oh. okay, you're muted again, one more time. There.
4: There there we go. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. Um, thank you. It was a beautiful presentation. Um Wendy's comment about the Angel of the Presence and the Dweller on the Threshold put me back to my uh visualization of having the two dance together and um sharing the lead actually in some kind of where um, definitely circular, um, going through the portal. um, It it takes two to tango, so to speak. And um, certainly I also had a beautiful vision of the, the, the triangle during John's situation, that the fulcrum actually moves if you're out of balance, but the electric... Nature will pull the fulcrum back to the center um, in sort of a circular motion, and um, I, I I just think it's a very important thing—the bringing together of the two opposites—to find the gift of the positive and the gift of the negative in that point of beauty, which is the balance point. Mm-hmm. And thank you so much for this presentation. It's wonderful.
1: Well said, Bart. Thank you. Thank you, Bart. I would like the image of the pod to do.
0: Yeah, the pod to do. It. Which is a, but for those who don't know, it's a duet, basically. It's a duet, pod to do. A dance for two. Um, yeah, that was, that's beautiful. It reminds me, Bart, that the um, one of the fundamentals of the secret doctrine or the age's wisdom is that, um, spirit and matter are basically one. They're the, 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 the archetypal perennial duality. You know, spirit is matter on its highest plane of existence and vice versa as well. Um, Life pervades them both. So, yeah. The opposites are in some ways, even in esoteric astrology, you have the opposite signs, which are sort of considered, in one sense, parts of one whole as well. Um, Yeah. John, I have, we're pretty much done. Oh, it's 3.45 yes. now. Well, Hola. I don't know. There's one really difficult question in the chat. I'm wondering if you had any thoughts on it. I'm sort of still thinking about it and maybe if, if we don't uh have much to say, maybe we could just bring it up and pose it to the audience for their consideration. But uh J.D. Kineshet um, asks, I would like to understand how to apply the triangles methodology to the conflict between Israel and Palestine.
1: And that's a fantastic framework to present um, because A, you know we understand human suffering, B, there is an emotional component to it, or, you know, it may um, engage us in that fashion. And this is where your um, discernment and dispassion can also be helpful to try and have a clear-eyed view. Um, of what's going on, neither to the right nor to the left, not ignoring the human suffering which is occurring as we speak, and yet trying to make some good out of this situation.
0: Mm-hmm. Thanks, John. That's that's really good advice. Even if we can't um, necessarily change the outcome, you know, we feel so powerless in these sort of macro level things like war. Um, but we can at least control how uh you know, how we see the world, see things clearly, and also sort of to understand the underlying causes of something so terrible. You know, its origins and human psyche, its origins in more material sense as well. That alone is therapeutic, I'm sure, both individually but also to the to the whole, you know, when you have Large groups reflecting on, on those things. So without further ado, John, I wish we could just talk a bit longer, but I think, um, we are going to have to move on with our meditation. Um, so thank you so much, John. Thank you so much, everyone who shared on this very important topic. And, uh, John, I do hope to, we can have you back soon. I would enjoy that. Alright, so we prepare now for our triangles meditation, energizing the planetary network of triangles. So we begin by linking mentally with each member of our own triangle or triangles from the highest point of consciousness, which you can achieve and seeing each triangle as a unit in the mind's eye remembering that energy follows thought and that things are created and kept vitally alive by this daily work. And if you do not yet have a triangle which you're a part of, you can visualize two points of light which represent the partners with which you are seeking to create a triangle of light. Visualize the triangle in which you are working as an essential part of the Radiant Worldwide Triangles Network. See the network, linking all triangle units and relating all points of light throughout the world. Relating the world of spiritual realities, the spiritual kingdom, to the world of experience, humanity, acting as a channel of distribution within humanity for the energies pouring through the kingdom of souls and see the network transforming the aura of the earth to receive and circulate the energies of the soul, the will, sacrificial will, love, and light. Realize that the energies of light, love, and the will to good evoked by all Triangle's workers, pulsating through the planetary network of Triangles, are having an inevitable effect within the field of human evolution, lifting human consciousness, and helping to create the path of light for the approach of the coming one. sound the great Invocation, silently or aloud. As you repeat each stanza, visualize the triangle's network acting as a link between the world of spiritual realities and humanity, and as a channel through which light and love and divine purpose flow into human consciousness. and love, and power restore the plan on earth. Thank you, everyone. Before we part ways, I have just a few brief announcements. Um, the upcoming New Moon meditation meeting, um, meetings will be held later this week. And the New York meeting will be held October 13th at 6 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. And the London New Moon will be held um, Saturday. Actually, I'm sorry, I think London is also this this Friday as well. Um, October 13th at 6.30 p.m. British summertime. You can go to www.lucistrust.org backslash broadcast, um, to confirm those dates. The Goodwill Meditation Group webinar will be held October 25th on the last Wednesday of the month at 12 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. That's 5 p.m. British summertime and, um, 1800, um, Central Eastern Standard, uh, some Central Eastern summertime. Uh, And the final announcement is um, that we have here at the Lucis Trust decided to reduce the number of weeks per month that this Triangles Meditation Group webinar will be meeting. Um, We'll be sending out an email in the next few days to describe in a bit more detail um, the reasons behind this decision. Um, But the moving forward the Triangles Meditation Group webinar will be held only on the second Monday of each month. We've had uh, really, really, really enjoyed um, hosting this webinar every week, but after a review of the Lucis Trust webinars um, and online meetings that we hold, we thought it better to move this webinar to once a month. And so the next Triangles Meditation Group webinar will be held on Monday, November 13th um, at 3 p.m. And at that point, we will have moved back to standard times. That will be Eastern Standard Time, 8 p.m. Greenwich Mean Time, and then um, 2100 um, Central European Time. Thank you all so much, um, and have a good rest of your week.